0: Okay, so let's see if this is actually working now. This is the third time trying to get this to start recording. Yeah, I think we're good. So, um, my name is Tim. I'm not really sure what this podcast is going to be or what it will end up becoming, Um. But right now, I just kind of wanted to use it as a tool to help help myself get through the things that, that have been challenging me lately, but I also think it could help other people out there that are going through similar things. Um, <clears throat> about two years ago, I suffered a major stroke. Um, major enough where I was paralyzed completely on my left side. I had to learn how to walk again. had to learn how to use my arm again, my hand. Um, I was extremely lucky because the effects were primarily physical. Um, They were not neurological. Um, So it didn't leave me with any deficits. In that way in that in, in that aspect but I'm still dealing with a lot of stuff with my hand um, a lot of fine-tuning neuromuscular things going on um, <clears throat> I suffered the stroke, let's see, it was two years ago, November 16th. Uh, I was actually getting up to go to the gym. And couldn't sit up. I just couldn't sit up in bed. I, uh, every time I would try to sit up, there would be like a buzzing, almost as if you touched electricity, that kind of buzzing. But I felt that in my head. And... I started to get very hot. I couldn't. All I wanted to do is get out from under the covers. I had fallen asleep in, we we have two little girls, and I had fallen asleep in in my oldest bed with one on one side of me and one on the other. Uh, So I couldn't. I was trying to scoot out of the bed and couldn't. Uh, But at the time, I did not know why. I wasn't aware that there was anything wrong with my left side Or that I couldn't move because I'm right-handed. So I would have, I'm assuming, pushed off of the bed with my right hand. And when that didn't work, you know, it kind of was puzzling. So I ended up having to roll out of the bed um, onto the floor, not realizing (laughs) that I could not catch myself when I hit. Um, So I ended up slamming into the floor on my left side, had bruising all the left side of my face. It looked like I'd been in a fight. So uh, my daughter, luckily, uh, heard this and and woke up and kept asking, Daddy, why are you trying to steal the covers? Which is kind of comical now. Um, But that ended up, I think, really saving me because her waking up and talking woke my wife up. And in doing that, she came in, asked why we were up so early and why I couldn't get up if I was joking around. And we still we, we actually kid around about that now because she she asked me two or three times, Are you joking? If you're not joking, I'm gonna call nine one one. And I was not. And I ended up not even being able to get up to hands and knees uh, before the paramedics came. So they, when they came and they showed up, they, they sat me up on the bed, asked me to raise both arms. Only my right arm went up, even though I was in my mind trying to lift my left as well. It just was not working. Um, so they asked me to do a second time. Again, the right arm, only the right arm went up. Um, So at this point, I'm starting to get a little concerned. Um, And they they were young. The paramedics were young guys. Uh, And they immediately looked at my wife and said, he's having a stroke. We're taking him to Delray Medical Center, which is right near us in South Florida. And I know this now. I didn't know this then. But uh, apparently, it's one of the top stroke centers in the country. So there was literally a neurosurgeon waiting for me as I got into the emergency room and I was in surgery immediately. Um, there was a lot of things. I mean, speed, as, as I've now learned, is is one of the most important things with a stroke. Um, they found after doing numerous tests that I had a PFO, which is a hole in the heart between the two chambers. Um which they closed two, after two days in the hospital, they closed it. But that's how the stroke happened because I had a clot that came from somewhere. They're still not sure. <clears throat> and it was kind of the perfect storm. Traveled up, went through that hole, crossed over, went up into the brain and caused the stroke. Um, I think they test more for holes in the heart now than they did when, I mean, I'm, I'm 44 I'm about to be 45. I was 42 when the stroke happened, um, which is extremely young. So I ended up being in the hospital. Uh, I think I was in there for four weeks total, about a week and a a little over a week in the regular hospital. And then I they moved me over to Pinecrest, which is one of the rehabilitation centers uh, in our area, directly attached to Delray Medical Center. And I, I have to say they were... Uh, incredible they were incredible and not not even realize how they were matching me up i'm i i was prior military i had actually ets from the army two weeks before the stroke um i was army airborne and had gotten out literally two weeks before but the first physical therapist that they matched me up with was a former army ranger named Jason, who was absolutely amazing. I mean, he was great. And I, I think that that, that kind of gave me the, the jumping off point to be so motivated right at the start. Um, because we were exactly on the same page. Um, I got his kind of motivation and, and he got me right away. Uh, so I think that that helped. Um, when they moved me down to Pinecrest, I had occupational therapists, physical therapists. Uh, they, I feel like anytime something like this happens, it's all about mindset. It's, I remember the, I can, I can tell you like there are things that I don't remember from from getting into the hospital that those first few days. I remember my nurses, my my, and I'm looking at one of the things right now. That one of the nurses, uh, her name was Adeline. Uh, Made me, I think out of like gauze and tape, she made me these little squares to squeeze. And she wrote things, and I like, I'm I'm like getting teared up now looking at them. Um, She was incredible. She wrote things on here like, You are loved, God is good, your family loves you, keep fighting, you can walk out. And it did. And it did. Uh, But she was incredible. Uh, everybody I dealt with, and when they finally moved me to Pinecrest, uh, they, I think the normal schedule is, I mean, let's be honest, I was not their typical patient. I wasn't their typical age. Um, I was younger. I was in different kind of shape. I needed different things. And so the schedule that they think they have most people on that come in with strokes is you work six days a week, you have one day off, and you work once a day, I think it's one time a day. So I and I, I I kept on saying, the minute I got into the hospital, I kept on saying, I have to get better for my girls. I have to get better for my girls. I, I remember I said that to myself and to every nurse that I spoke to, every doctor, I have to get better for my girls. Because that's all that's all that matters. That's all that mattered. Um was getting better for them i remember telling my wife immediately that i was going to get back to being able to pick both of them up with both arms and and hold them at the same time and i i was going to get back to that and it's actually still a screensaver on my phone is me holding both of them um, and i did i did get back to that uh but it, it's been a long road Uh, I remember I I told them I didn't want to work once a day. I wanted to work twice a day. So I ended up working two times a day. I took no days off. Um, if there were extra sessions and times available, I took them. Because if I was going to be away from my girls, I was not going to be sitting in a bed. I I was not going to be sitting in a bed resting. Absolutely not. So that's what I did. And I was in the hospital in Pinecrest in the rehabilitation center for another, I think, three weeks before they released me.
1: <clears throat> and I remember
0: when I first started, they had me in parallel bars walking or, or trying to walk, and then I was in a walker where you could hold on with one hand, and then there was a almost like a, a tray for your weak hand, which was my left to sit in. And then we got strapped in so you could still balance yourself on that side without, because I couldn't hold on at that time with my left hand. Um, and I remember walking laps around the physical therapy, around the gym. And I, and, and, and I would, I would, I would only be able to make it, I think at first, maybe halfway around before I had to sit down and rest. And I remember asking the physical therapist every time I did a lap, how many steps? How many steps did I do? So the next time I would beat it and I would beat it and I would beat it. And I'm still dealing with, you know, it's been almost two years and I'm still dealing with a lot of the physical aspects, the hand. Um, it doesn't make me sad I don't get I don't get depressed about that i I get I get pissed at myself I guess the best way to to uh, describe it I just get frustrated with myself wanting it to get better and be better um, I 150 percent realize how fortunate and lucky I am for how little residual effects I have from the stroke. And I know that. There are people that have strokes that are never the same mentally, physically, and, and I understand that and I'm grateful and I understand how lucky I am. I also think that I always knew this, but but getting through something, especially something like this, I feel like it's it's all about mindset. It, it just is you just you just have to if if you don't have that warrior mindset that i refuse anything but success i refuse anything but getting through this about i refuse anything but getting better and making progress i feel like that's that's 90% of it 90% of it even more than the physical and now, listen. You have to have the determination and the willpower and the stick to stay with the physical training. And I, you know, I, I remember asking, and they looked at me like I was nuts. I remember my first follow up a week out of the hospital, uh, you know, I, or even before I got out of Pinecrest. Said, how how soon can I go back to the gym? When can I get back to the gym? And they looked at me like I was nuts. And I remember I was home. They I, when they released me from the hospital. They released me with a cane. I got one of these these canes that, that could stand up on its own. It had like four little feet. I think it's called a hurricane. And that's what they released me with. And, and that was great. I mean, that helped me a lot. But I only had that cane. I only had that cane for two days. On the third day, I threw that cane. I remember I was walking outside, and I was like, I'm not going to use a cane anymore. And I threw it in the grass, and then I took a walk without it. And that was the last time I used the cane. So I feel like, and, and here's the thing, I'm still dealing with the physical things every day. And I, I probably always will to some degree, but I feel like what's been harder is is the mental, is the emotional, is is staying positive and you know that's that's just as t- tough and i feel like you need to work on that every day just as much as the physical when you're dealing with anything like this any kind of physical challenge injury uh, it's been tough but it's also brought perspective which, you know, I, I have to tell you, we, we've we've gotten a lot of perspective in our family, <laughs> regardless of even without this. In the last five, six years, we've gotten a lot of perspective. I, I lost both of my parents, who I was extremely, we have an extremely close family. I, have, uh, I had three older brothers, um, well, two two left now, uh, so I, I lost a brother uh two years ago um, to an overdose uh, and lost my parents, my mother to cancer and my dad to heart failure. Um, All that's happened within the last six years and then the stroke happened. So it's been a tough go, but it's brought some hefty perspective. Makes you realize how much you have and be and how grateful you need to be for what you have. I mean, it, it showed me the kind of warrior I had for a wife, or I have for a wife. I mean, she's like, she was incredible. She never wavered. Like, it, 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 was, it was absolutely incredible. And I feel like when you go through a crisis like this or something, Something substantial. It just, it just, it really shows you what people are made of and the people you surround yourself with. What, what, it shows every, everybody's true colors. It really does. She was like a rock. She was my rock. She is my rock. And she's, and she has been. She, she never skipped a beat. She took care of the kids. She took care of the house. She, I mean, she was absolutely amazing. And I and I and it's funny with all the things that happened in the hospital that that one of the memories that I will I think keep with me the most and remember the most it is a is a happy one. It, it's every every day when I was in Pinecrest. I mean, I'm used to moving all, all day. All day, whether it's the gym, whether it's work, running around, doing errands, cleaning. I just, I like to be moving. I like to be getting things done. So to sit in a hospital bed, I was going out of my mind. And I remember that all I would do all day long is look forward to, she used to come see me for dinner. Because you know, she obviously had work and, and, the, and the kids during the day. But when you know we had credible friends, I would watch the kids. My in-laws, who were amazing, uh, would watch the kids so she could have come have dinner with me and i remember her every night she would come in she would move this chair in my room she would move it right next to the bed sometimes she would bring me a sandwich from subway <laughs> sometimes i would have the the food actually was pretty good to be honest sometimes i would have food there but and she would sit and have dinner with me and i looked forward to that every day from the time i woke up that and facetiming my girls because it was the middle of COVID, they could not come see me. Um they got to come see me once the day of Thanksgiving because I was in the hospital still for Thanksgiving. And I got to see them and I remember they got to they got to see me walk. So that was a big thing for them to see Daddy walk and know that Daddy was going to be okay. That was that was a big thing. Um and I would look forward to that. And in, in our family, we have a, a thing on Fridays, family movie night, where we sit down, and we all we all that's that's just for family. We we cuddle up, watch a movie, make popcorn. And I remember I missed three family movie nights being in the hospital. That's funny. how I remember that. I rem- and and every every Friday killed me to be missing that with my girls. And I remember Facetiming with them and asking them, you know, let me let me see a, let me see that little smile, and that would just make my day. It'd make my day. And it really puts things in perspective. It's it's this life is all about who you surround yourself with and appreciating the things that you have. You know, that's something I've been been working through lately is knowing that it's okay to want more, but also to be appreciative, appreciative for what you have because when i in my mind it kind of feels like i should i feel a little bad for wanting more and for wanting better because it means that i'm not appreciative for what i have but i but i am and every day i try to work a little harder and work a little more um to give us a better life and so that's kind of where this has been. And and I think that what I want this podcast to be is, you know, I want to have, I want to have people on that have been through things that have overcome things, whether it's a physical ailment, a stroke, a heart attack, cancer, a, a car accident, a tough time in their life. Like, I want this to be all about sharing people sharing stories of how they overcame over overcame things. That's what I want this to be. So we're gonna we'll we'll kind of see what this morphs into. Um, I just wanted to start out by giving a little background uh, to where I am now and what's kind of happened in the last five six years and the reason for this podcast. Still trying to figure out a name for it. To be honest throwing around a lot of things the thing I keep going back to they came up with lately is called to call it and then because everything in life no matter what it is it's about what you do next right it's the next step that you take the mindset that you have that makes you push yourself and work harder and work more and get up every morning and just try a little harder try a little harder You know, you get, what's the famous saying, get knocked down seven times, get up eight. I'm I'm sure I butchered that, but you get the gist. So, that's it. That's it for episode one. I wanted to make make it about 15 minutes. I think we've been going for a little over 20. So that's where we're going to end it. I think the next one will probably be with my beautiful wife got to figure out scheduling and get this going. Until the next time.